uh, we sat early, but like the 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 five demo EPs, like they they oh. they they won't be played live or, or anything ever. Again. You're joking. Yeah, sorry to. That is actual fucking heartbreak, you know. Welcome. Welcome back, team. Welcome back to the Scratch Record podcast. We are joined today by another unbelievable guest. They've been around for the last three years, recently been signed to Golden Robot Records with a major single that's got over 100,000 screams. Screams. Well done, Elliot. Good. 100,000 screams. What does that even mean? 100,000 screams. Hang on. Good, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. They've been supporting a major... May- oh, my God. Do you want to start oh. again? Oh, yeah. Are you happy? Yeah, we'll just keep it in. I'm joined today by Nathan by, from Callow Youth. <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, bud? All right? Yeah, not bad. It's a great start. Yeah, horrendous side. Normally goes much nicer than that, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's quite nice to bring him down a peg because he's been practicing these new intros and they've been quite good. And a lot of guests have been like, oh, good that. So I'm glad you fucked one. That's down back down to reality. <laughs> yeah, it makes us seem real now, it doesn't <laughs> we are human, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, we are, we are. I'm not always perfect, I know it might seem like it. Oh, <laughs> Oh, but anyway, how have you been then, Nathan? All right. Yeah, not mad, mate. Not, not mad. Oh, I'm not yeah, mad. we're all at it. We're all at it. Contagious. No, I've not been bad, mate. Just been probably <laughs> long Yeah, yeah. It's one of them ones at the moment, and it. It's one of them ones. Yeah, for sure. It's same in it for everyone at the moment, but we'll get right into it, really. And I think we want to. We like to jump straight in and tackle the sort of more stereotypically boring stuff that you might have spoken about a lot before. But um, for any of our listeners that haven't heard it, we like to get into it. So a little bit about Color Youth, how you got started, what sort of music it is, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's get, it gets tougher and tougher, this question, every time. Mm. Uh, we can, me and the singer Alfie met at, um, at football at Sitter and um, appropriate T-shirt. And um, we, we, uh, we kind of just, we, I'd started um, like kind of jamming with the drummer Connor, but he didn't have like a, didn't really have a drum kit. I'd like just like a, a top floor Tom or something just in his attic. It was just there, <laughs> you know? nice. I was I was just, none of us could really play anything. So Alf, I knew Alfie played guitar a little bit, and I saying so I said um, like let's just like jam, let's just get together. And he brought Tom, who was his like best mate, and I just brought Connor. And as we were, as we like grew, we just learned how to play our instruments together, and now um, it's turned into this. <laughs> uh, we've got. A sound that's like out now is um is kind of a I suppose like a generic indie rock kind of sound, um but uh recently we've been exploring new avenues which is like OV Red and stuff like that like we've been into a lot of like sixties rock and roll and stuff like that, oh. you know, different different type of bands so um yeah we've got um a few songs coming out that will sound um, on similar lines of like did it really matter and stuff like that. But um yeah, then um we've got but then after that it'll be like a change of direction and we're going more into like the way of um OV Red and, and songs. Sick. Oh nice. So you take you taking a completely different like approach to your how your influences are affecting your music. Are you kind of like getting yeah. all this more sixties influence in to be able to write what you're making? 
yeah, we we started to like um I don't know, I just I think the songwriting's just um, become a lot more mature. We decided where we kind of wanted to go with it and um started writing a lot of our songs in like drop tuning. So, okay, cool. Give it give it kind of a it's always started with like a rocky kind of punky riff and um yeah, we, we just decided to go down that kind of route instead of what we was on before. Yeah, lucky for us people to see, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's just whatever makes you happy as well. And at the end of the day, it's just as long as you're enjoying making the music, then yeah, you kind of... So I want to try and get into where, where you lot are at now before we kind of see this middle ground of how you've got to. So you're at, you're at the moment signed on to Golden Robot Records. Yeah. Yeah, so how did that come about then for you lot? Um, we just got an email of Mark, the owner, saying that um, he'd, he'd like to uh, have like a Zoom call about maybe possibly working together and stuff. So we'd seen a few bands were on it. Like we just went into it, like, you know, open minds and stuff, just mm-hmm. see what he had to say, because we didn't really know much about Golden Robot at the time. We, we just knew that um, a couple of bands near us had signed to him and he just basically said everything that you'd want to hear, like from from a label and, and kind of so they sorted some paperwork out and after like a month of like they like you know, back and forth like you know creating mm-hmm. terms on both sides it signed to them. Oh, that's oh, cool that's, I'm quite interested in this because uh, like we speak to a lot of unsigned bands and I think it's a bit of like a holy grail to get signed but then you never quite know what it's going to be like so have you found that it sort of changed your attitude and your processes as a band or you just sort of have they allowed you to just crack on as you are um, no, it's we. It's allowed. We 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 can still crack on as we are, um, in, in the band. But you know the when we was like not signed, it was like the stuff like uh you know promoting singles. Um, you know even as far as artwork, like we always did our own artwork, and the artwork mm-hmm. is all all ours. But um, like when we signed, we got offered like somebody will do our artwork. You know, like people the people who work in the Golden Robot family who do like different sets of the stuff. You know, mm. people who like push it in different areas of the world like you sing right. and stuff and promote oh, it that's sick so, and they they we just send the track to them and the artwork and then they handle all the sides like you know uploading it to spotify oh that's um, so nice. you know play stuff like that you know the the nitty-gritty that we mm. would that we used to have to do and stuff yeah so so sound so it's been a, it's been a good experience then really it hasn't it hasn't so far yeah i mean I don't think we've managed to live up full potential both sides because there's not really much we we can do. Is there? Like, yeah. You know, it's like it's all right saying all these things like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but then it's like you know when are we going to get in the studio? Like because they might be all short, or when are we actually going to play a gig? Like because we never know what's happening right now. So there's a lot more to offer like with, between us both, but that'll just come when you know all this is over. Yeah, when the definitely. when the world kind of re re goes into some normality, isn't it? When we get a little bit back to normal, I suppose. Yeah. What have you lot got planned for when it does eventually get to that position? Have you got anything in the works, or are you just kind of playing it by ear? Um. So we um we're at one point uh going to bring a four track EP out. Nice, sick, like it. Um, that'll be. Uh, we'll bring out another single and then another two will join OV Red and our next single to make a four track EP. And then, um, yeah, we've, when we have two gigs planned currently, uh, we had, um, we, we had a, like a tour route planned for us. We was going to go on like our first like headline tour next year. 
Well, it was meant to be like the start of this year, maybe. I can't remember when the first date was. It's just like push back, push back. Yeah, I know. Fucking hell, tell us about it. Going on crazy. So, um, mm. yeah, we started and uh, we um, we we had the Slow Readers gig. Nice. Sick. In, in Blackburn. Mm. That's on um, the 1st of April, but, you know, there's things carry on to look like this, you know. And, um, yeah, and then we got um, the Noah Ashes, uh, their final gig support in Manchester. And um, that's on the 7th of March, but, you know, we're thinking now, like, will it go ahead? Like, Yeah, I think I think we have tickets to that somewhere in the in the diary. I genuinely think we're there. Mate, we have tickets to fucking, like, <laughs> like we've completely forgotten half of what we've got to do. And they've all been rearranged all over the shop, haven't they? Yeah. But that's it. But I was just I was just saying every single one of them is now like you, you can't book a gig and then think like yeah that's going to go ahead because you may as well just think like at least I've got the ticket for when it'll get rearranged <laughs> literally no literally point, no point thinking that it might happen next week or it might happen you know in a couple months time it's yeah yeah 100% yeah I think it's interesting though that you've sort of got so much coming up because I suppose you had a bit of a quiet year this year and there was quite a lot of excitement after like red leather. And then there was obviously quite a long wait for over your head. So was that like a bit of a, was that lockdown that affected that? Or were you looking at having a bit of a break anyway? Um, no, we, uh, we, we parted company from our own management. Right. And um, obviously things happen and things have got to be sorted out because it was obviously a two way, uh, two way thing. So that was just basically that just ticking over to be able to like go our separate ways. Then obviously it was, um, get in the studio and actually record something yeah mm. and then obviously like you know it's getting the funds for that and first like say red leather come out in september we was going in the studio in like um who's um we 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 first had um we, we first had like a studio date booked for like start of january for some for some reason we didn't do it then mm. because it was for our old management and it started to change um, obviously we had to put them book our new our new studio dates on our on our own terms like just from us yeah but, um, then obviously COVID hit and then it was like everything shut in it for like a straight four months but now yeah. we've had we've had chance to to go in obviously socially distanced and stuff when it was when we was allowed and, and things we've had chance to go in and we've recorded um, a few songs and that that weight was just like basically just life <laughs> Screwed yeah. over as a band and stuff like it was. It wasn't planned. Like we had, we had, we had plans ourselves, but you know, it was what it was. Yeah. Shit happens, don't it? Absolutely. Have you found that uh, the quarantine? Because everyone's dealt with it a little bit differently. Have you found it's been quite beneficial to you lot as a group to be able to like mill over these changes in labels, like the management changes and stuff, and then get into like a creative headspace? Or have you found it's just been strictly restricted? Uh, uh, for for myself, I well, um, but probably all of us like we all write music, so every single one was in the band, so like we can all pretty much play each other's instruments apart from none of us can play drums apart from Connor. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, it just we it sort of let us be a bit um creative. Like we started just writing uh, our own music to ourselves, and then as soon as we actually finally got back in the rehearsal room, everybody was like, "Well, I've got like these ten songs, and I've got these ten." Songs. <laughs> It was just kind of like, you know, I think we ended up with like four we was happy with at the end of it. And we, like, we just chucked away about 90% of like what, what we were. <laughs> but, 
that came with then because it was such a long period of time we uh we we actually just got rid of a lot of old songs that we didn't like anymore that we kind of matured mm. out of like um uh, we sat earlier but like the 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 five demo eps like they they oh. they they won't be played live or, or anything ever again. you're joking yeah sorry to that is actual fucking heartbreak you know i love those songs <laughs> Just, we we did. They were the first songs we ever wrote. We couldn't even play our instruments properly, and mm. that was. Um, it's all just part of moving on. They'll still always be there for it to listen to. But as it goes, you know, maybe in in the future, if it's like, you know, we do a special like you know small gig, we might throw a few in for people who've been there, like, you know, themselves from the start and stuff. Yeah. But you never know. They're just they're just not really. You you can tell like the quality of of, of music is just like you know. Every time we kind of bring a song out, it's just getting better. But I feel, I suppose that's the that's the beauty of being a new band and a mm. band that people haven't heard of because you know you can go onto Spotify, listen to Red Leather, and then go back and listen to Rough and think like, is that the same band or like? Yeah. Or then listen to Over Your Head, then listen to everything else, and you're just like, oh, yeah. it just isn't the same band. <laughs> it's, that, it's that natural progression, isn't it, of developing from like this beginning sound and trying to find yourself as artists to now actually something that's a little bit more like distinct isn't it yeah because we we was we were, we were 17 when we started the band like you know we, we were still in we, we we was we was like maturing within ourselves and our music taste too mm. like that I, I never dreamed like at 17 i would have dreamed like i'll be listening to the music that i am doing like nowadays mm. yeah but, but once you listen to new people you want to write different tunes and stuff and yeah you know you're influenced off loads of different things and like you, you, even through the band like Connor's like favorite genre is like rap and hip hop and like and then loves Slipknot. Nice. Even like indie music, like it's just it, it's just all of us. Like we have just something different for all of us. I and mean, at the start, it was just like you know what was just playing. Like we're into music, but like growing up in Manchester, it was all like oh like you know we love the Smiths and we love Joy Division. Don't get us wrong, like we we still doing that, but it was um that was just what was fed to us. Yeah, yeah, really a. Uh, you know, broadened our horizons, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And then as soon as we did find out, like, you know, there was other music than the Manchester scene, <laughs> um, you know, we we started to grow as artists as well. Yeah, I think that's um, one thing that we've probably taken from interviewing a lot more bands is that there's a common theme that the the best music comes from when all the different members of the bands have very different tastes and then have different tastes within themselves as well. Because as you say, you can take influence from Manchester and Britpop and that, but it, mm. you know, you can become a cover band quite quick and it's sort of clear to see that you can take on a lot of different things. But I think that shows from the vibe demos to like over your head. Like I listened to it again, was listening to it again earlier and it is like very different. It's got, I feel like it's a little bit sort of heavier, maybe a little bit more, yeah. Towards that side of things, so that maybe like more Slipknot uh, references anything else. But is that do you find that quite hard to sort of take everyone's influences into account, or is it quite like? No, to be honest, it works perfectly in writing mm. music. I always just what I like to refer to a song, but then I have to f- like remember what song is actually out on Spotify <laughs> 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 because not everybody's heard like our tune. So um, mm. yeah, it's we've took a lot, definitely like um. A heavy route. I think that when we brought out them free vibe demos and like wrote us sort of wrote like a few of the songs that were already on there, we just felt like you know we just wanted to get away from like you know becoming a, a cover band or you know just sounding mm. like for people. And you know I think 
I, I don't know. I think we're just striving to uh, be very original, which is tough, obviously, because, you know, most things have been done. But I think mm. what what could make us original, like like a few other bands, is like like you've seen, and it's just like having so many different influences in the band that they all kind of merge together and then become mm. your own sound. I think that's how people have done it in the past, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, what sort what sort of influences do you bring to the table then in in the in the songwriting aspect? Like, what what's what's there for you? Oh, um, I, I I don't know. As I, I love, I I'd, I'd probably say the Beatles are my, are my favorite band ever. But I've been listening to um, a band called uh, Marshat Damar recently. Okay, okay, cool. Have you have you heard of those? Oh, I haven't. To be fair, the Belarusian, and oh. um, they like they do like pop punk, and it's kind of like imagine like a a new order kind of you know like drum simulator like, like kind of blue monday kind mm-hmm. of vibe then it's got like um just like rift melodies with a bass it's it, it's crazy and it's yes, all in my mind nice. i think it's all in like it's either in Be- oh something's just come up on the screen sorry it's either in like belarusian or, or, or russian i'm not sure what language it's in and it's all it's all just crazy like it's, the album that is really good oh it, that's it, class I, I only found out that because that one of the songs went viral on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> And like people were dancing to it, and I was like, "That's crazy! That's sick!" And and it turns out it's just these like two Belarusian guys who just make music. I just thought it was crazy. Fucking lads, sick. Well, I'm just I'm I don't know I'm I'm quite a quite around the around the thing. I think most of my bass lines are like I don't know they're they're inspired by a lot of different people. I want to go. I want to go back to you saying Beatles is probably your favorite band. Yeah. Right. We've had a couple of discussions on the podcast where where Joe has. We did it. We did it. I think mainly on our. We had a big conversation about it on our Christmas one, and then also we did a whole episode on it where we're saying that would Beatles have made it today? And like, are, are they like overrated because they might not have? But uh, like, like, well, I want to hear your opinion on it because it's something that we we always try and refer back to the like topics we spoke about before. But Joe has made it very fucking clear <laughs> that he thinks they're one of the most overrated bands ever. Um, see, there's you, you've got to think of before the Beatles before you before you think of the Beatles because like at, at the time, like, remember I, I read like that there was when they were breaking through in the Cabin Club that rock and roll music wasn't even allowed mm. in the Cabin Club. Fuck. And like it, it, and they had to, had to then, like if you think if you listen anything before the Beatles, these these people like you know during the pacemakers that they probably like you know got a few stuff off, you know. But there was nobody that ever like like kind of you know like he loved Chuck Berry, didn't he, John Lennon and stuff like mm, that. Yeah, he kind of he kind of took that that rock and roll and like that it became an, a norm, which is mm. quite hard because as, as big as Chuck Berry is, like it, it was it was always like um. You know, seeing the American thing, it was never big in England. It was never going to be. Yeah. And still, you think today, like, it, I, maybe they, they wouldn't have made it today, but everybody sounds like they do now because of the Beatles. So that's mm. why they wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I think that's that's always been my my point. Is not that they're not a great band and a very influential band, but that I came into the Beatles quite late, and sort of went back and listened to their stuff, and I just wasn't. I just didn't fall in love with them. I wasn't as impressed as everyone seems to be. And I think maybe that's for me, like without context, without thinking about how influential they were and what they started. It's when I was just listening to them, 
I was like, yeah, it's, it's good. And I understand how important they were. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just doesn't, it's not as good. And that's why we sort of wrapped around that point of if they release those early songs now compared to the standard of some up and coming music, would yeah. they stand out as much? And obviously I think the answer is, is no to that, which is sort of my main point as well as like, I understand the, their influence. And obviously you can never remove context. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. But for me, like, because I don't really hold it as much, I just don't really, I think they're a bit overrated. But, but I, think, I think it would have been interesting to see like what happened, like, you know, as they were moving through, like, you know, Sergeant Pepper and stuff, like doing revolutionary stuff in the studio, like the people had never done before. I mean, credit mm. George Martin as well with them. Mm. Um, but they were doing stuff that, like, people had never, ever, ever done in, like, <laughs> the world. crazy. Like, mm. like, you know, like, like double tracks and stuff, like, and, you know, like, tapes backwards and, and shit, you know, like, what people have never, like, once when, you know, it particularly happened. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, and they kind of revolutionized recording where now it seems like the, it seems like the norm. Yeah. It's the music that's like, that's like, that's like became that it's like, if you think about the Beatles, like the, the sound just kept changing like every album. Mm. If you think of a modern day band that do that, the only people I can think of is maybe Arctic Monkeys. Mm. And they've had, yeah. they've had a longer time to progress through the album. What Beatles were maybe nine, 10 years before they yeah. broke. Yeah. And, um, Imagine like if they just kept on making those different albums, if you know they were all still alive and all thinking where it would have went then, because mm. mature as a band, like you, you always do. And yeah, they and I think, go on but they had a they they did really develop their proper artists, and that's what I think could make them really. I'd be really fascinated to see, especially Lennon and early Paul McCartney, to be around at the ages they were now, yeah. because I think. I don't think that if they were then going to release something now, I don't think it'd sound like the Beatles. I think the yeah. reason that the Beatles sounded like the Beatles because it was so fucking different to everything else. I think they'd go, I think they'd find something else. I don't know whether they'd be in like, I don't know, spearheads in the EDM scene or where, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like whether they'd be like creating yeah, a completely new genre just, just in a, face. yeah, yeah, just <laughs> raving. Oh, I'd John Lennon with the shades in the air. Like it would be, <laughs> Still doing the same amount of drugs. Like, <laughs> I do just think though, like, I think they'd just find a different avenue and just be like, right, I'm going to paint this a completely different fucking color and change it up, mix it up, make it the best thing you've ever heard. Mm. That's so it's, fascinating. It's just as well, just how many, how, how, how many like quality songs they actually made. Mm. You know, there's a lot like, you know, you can listen to a few of them and like, that you think like this is actually the same artist as like what I've been listening to like for like I was saying before like things change but they just you you only have to listen to how many bands are inspired by the Beatles to know that like what the Beatles meant to people yeah Not everybody's gonna have the same taste so that'd just be boring wouldn't it yeah so, yeah like for we sure. wouldn't miss if we all had the same taste yeah but I think that's it's interesting that you take so much from them and I think even like you said with Color Youth you're striving to be original and not just be the same and I guess it's that similar vein of trying to come up with something that's now not been done is is really hard but it's you know someone's got to do it and you're on it you're on the right track i think especially yeah, I mean, with the new yeah. one i was pleasantly surprised yeah i mean, yeah, I think it'll it, it will upset a few people that a lot of old songs may like you know we might not sound like them anymore mm. but um we're just always like wanting to try new things like you remember like you remember like good indie bands like that's that that's fine but like we 
with the music we've got we've actually got now that people like haven't heard we know that it's like it, we, we could be like trying to strive to be in like the best band instead of just another good one yeah, yeah. i like that i think you're coming becoming like, good not, artists not like saying like i'm saying right now we're going to be as big as the beatles were to everyone and this is how we're doing it but it's just it's more <laughs> interesting it's more interesting like how they did it like mm. us trying new things as well like many bands just like they'll go into the studio and they'll record and put the track down but we just kind of like to sit there and just try new things that like you know maybe yeah. maybe i've been done in other songs but we'll like to bring like um, a random bit of uh, feedback technique that slipknot used but then um i really i really like that chord change in that tom odell tune you know yeah. what i mean it just, yeah yeah and if you if you end up putting them all together trying new things and stuff it, it ends up being more rewarding than it than it is just like going in there this is our song that we played and this is it done Mm. And it's, it, it's well hard like to to kind of strive to be so different because in a world of so of a massively oversaturated market yeah. there's a question i asked um the new consistent a couple of weeks ago and i was asking him because his music's so completely different to everything else that we've heard is there anything else outside of music that's influencing the way that you're writing or what you're doing when you're performing the tracks Mm, that's, we've we, we've always just uh, they, there's like a, a way it'll normally run like when songs are wrote mm. it's like it one of us will come into the studio with an idea it'll be jammed out within like sometimes it takes like two minutes and we've got a full like a full song we know exactly how it's going to go yeah, yeah yeah or it'll take like you know we'll keep coming back a few sessions and new bits will be added to it but um the, the lyrics have always been like we, we we play our part in the lyrics slightly like you know we'll we'll, we'll maybe say um maybe it'll be better if you said this Alfie or yeah yeah, yeah. if you did this but it's always just kind of been in his head what the lyrics are like and I think he's just started writing like find a lot of bands love to write about you know women and like girls. <laughs> I think you know like you know it's always like about you and stuff like and a lot a lot of our songs will maybe be about women as well but like well not, not like women not objectifying <laughs> I'd just like to clarify that we're not objectifying women here <laughs> but, but, you know like they, they, they like to talk about love and stuff and you know like uh, the, like the love of a woman was like the you know the traditional love song and the ballad you know mm. kind of way around it and you know it's always just been that but you know recently like, if you read up on like what um, all you read was 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 wrote about it, that was just about like you know basically like the verb is a slave to money, then you die, kind of mm. thing. But obviously, in a different take. <laughs> mm. And um, you know, it's just kind of that, you know, just like life and stuff. And I think it it, it bodes well between the two. Mm. Yeah, I really like that. I do really like that. I think, um, although the, you're moving away from the vibe demos, and I I really appreciate that, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. I do want to speak about them a little bit, okay. and about um what that was like for you going in and recording all those songs in one take. Cause it's quite a, quite an impressive feat. We were saying about to just go in, you'd been a band, what, like a few months at the ages of like 17, 18 and record those songs. And although they're not of your current standard, they're of a really high standard. So what is that the point? Those vibe demos where you thought, yeah, like we're, we're sick. Uh, well, um, cause they were the first thing you ever made. It was like, just kind of going, First for us, because we're like, I don't even think we're musicians now. <laughs> but like, we were just like, like shit. Like we did a song. Like yeah. we have music that we played with our own hands and sang with our own mouths. Like 
that that yeah. is ours. Like that yeah. we've yeah. done that. And that was first like the most overwhelming thing. <laughs> then after we wrote a lot more songs, we just started going, Yeah, they're poor, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like it's just not as good as these, or like, you know, just that 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 kind of vibe. But yeah, we when when we went into into vibe, it was uh it, it was mental, like, you know, now I turn up to the studio and I'll have like, you know, some joggers on and that and a hoodie just like this, just ready to like, you know, kind 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 of go for it. Like, but then I was like, I remember I had like some turtleneck on a nice like pretty green military jacket, you know. Yeah. There, yeah. There's the boots, and I was like, I have to look. Like a god here. I have to walk. <laughs> he has to know I'm a musician by what I'm wearing when I walk into this. Yeah. He wants he needs to know that I am one cool guy. Know <laughs> to record these songs. And I think we did five in a day, which is mad because now we'll do like two songs in three days, or maybe three, yeah. three days. Push. To get five songs in one day. It's mad. That's how they we ended up calling them demos because they were like the demos. And we just kind of wanted to get them out there first, you know, like test the waters and just mm. see like what people thought of us we didn't know where we was going to go at that point they were the only three yeah, we got we did, two, we did two gigs before we wrote them them songs um, and we played two songs that are like will never be ever played live again and they were the worst things i've ever heard in my life <laughs> really? and um yeah we and in that set it was them two songs we played at a place called the frigate pub he's in whitefield and we played um oh, that was the one tire leisure in in shaw in, in oldham and I think we started the set off with HC, I told you so, by the Hives. Nice. And we didn't have tuners. So all our guitars were out of tune. We didn't even know you had to tune guitars. Like, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Like, you know, we just, we just like kind of thingy. Like, I remember it was all turned up. It was like, but you have to tune these things. Like, these, these go out of tune. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought, you know, you just rocked up and just played a few chords. You're like, oh, just check us there. Like, you know, we've made it. Yeah. Like, I remember doing it and it was dreadfully out of tune. And by the second gig, the, the one at Tire Leisure, we got tuners, and um, you know, in between every song, we were tuning it because we didn't know how often it needed tuning. <laughs> whether it's out of tune or not, like in the middle of every song, we was pressing the pedal, like, oh, yeah, you know, looking like you're doing some proper comp. Like, <laughs> tell you what, and um, yeah, and we finished on New York City cops by by uh, the Strokes, <laughs> like a, Sick. on a, on an outro, and it, it was it, it's a bit in the middle where it's like starts going, it's like a high chord. It was so painfully out of tune. My, my, dad, my dad recorded them both and has it on his computer. And every now and again, like, like if we're having like you know a spat or something, or like just getting at each other, he'll just find it and he'll just play it. And I'll be like, please, please, please. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, this baseline sounds good. They're definitely in tune. I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> no, as. I just think everything's like so new with us. I think it's only like now where we kind of think we can we can play our instruments to a good standard. Like, cause, but it's been more interesting because like every every week, like you know, we, when we decided we like other other people's other people's songs and stuff, and we was playing them, it's kind of like oh, like this is what you can actually do with music. And mm. Then we got a, a feel of like you know playing live and it was like like wow this is what we want this is what like we kind of want to do want to live more nights like these like you know yeah so we're all, always learning everybody is because then even though like you say that was your first attempt but the reaction was pretty unreal wasn't it because then it was a bit of a growth and then since then you've what like sold out deaf institute yeah. on, you know over a hundred thousand streams you've got a record label like off the back of those demos that you wrote when you couldn't even tune your guitars like that's a pretty pretty wild thing 
I know. I, I, I think it's just, it's just like we had when we first brought them out. Like we, we, we were proud that we did that. But then, like from an artist mindset, like you get, you get like, you get proud more of the of the new things you made because in that in that mindset, that is what is the best for you. Yeah. I mean, like uh, uh, we we know they're now that they're like that that people like them, but in our heads we're like how like like because, yeah. no because we've done so much like other stuff or like you know because we actually know how to play our instruments now we're like oh like you know these bits like we, we could probably rewrite all the three new songs and they'd sound nothing like it but that's where it would come from yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah just because we can just because we can play so much better than we could then and we know that we're a lot better than it mm. i think that's something that's quite hard to come around as an artist because i know a lot of people that like bring a song out and then a few years later even if i say it to them like i love that song they're like oh, i hate that song <laughs> yeah a lot of people that do it and I, I feel bad for like some of the people you know where that actual song is blown up and they hate it like yeah it's a uh, it's like the crooks isn't it the crooks and their uh what what track is it they don't like oh we because we, we, we played um champagne and caviar on the radio show and yeah messaged, messaged them just saying oh we're playing it and whatever and they were like, you're fucking joking. We hate that song. They were like, why are you playing that to people? And they were like, fuck's sake. We thought you'd, we thought no one knew about that song. And I was like, I like it, man. Like, it's, but I think it's, um, it's even more of a compliment, I suppose. Cause like, especially for me, like I love those demos, but I think it's almost like you love them. Like, even though they're not of the highest musical quality, you sense something from it. Like it's not tangible, but you're just like, I know it's not quite right, but it's a demo and it sounds sick, but that's like, there's something about it. And I suppose now you can turn that something into like songs that you're a bit more proud of. Yeah. For me, for me, like, what I'd probably describe it as, sorry, like if you just don't get a reference, but me, it's like a, it's like a Samaras kind of vibe. Like, <laughs> yeah. us, but like, I, I did love him at the same time. Yeah. But that kind of thing. Like, Mate, like, Samaras was as, if that is a great fucking comparison. What a man! It just, it just, it just reminded me, like, just, just like that. That's how I exactly how I felt about summer. I was thinking about how I feel about the fact that. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just, yeah. We'll, we'll always have like a little soft spot for him. I mean, we'll never play him to each other, and we'll never listen to him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll always think like, oh, like that's where it kind of uh, started. Yeah, but mate, that's it. Like, I fuck, my favorite player growing up was Stephen Ireland, and I, I love him to yeah. bits. I wouldn't start him now against Liverpool. Yeah, no, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Like, although yeah. you can you can love something and it can mean a lot to you without it being what you're about now. And I think that's that's a it's quite a nice comparison. So I like that. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. Very exciting stuff. Well, right, how long how long are we going? Thirty five minutes going to my phone. Well, I think it's time for for my my fun little section. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> a little buzzer sound or something like I, I keep thinking we need one like a little jingle yeah. that comes on then I need a soundboard but I can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah they might get a little soundboard made and just like press it but like in the booth let's get ready to rumble you know when he keeps fucking mixed. Uh, putting like some filters on us or like, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're just adding so much editing to this video now. He's playing with us. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, no, but no. it's an idea. Imagine. I don't have. You can all it. stay at home and imagine that's what we've done. It'd be sick. <laughs> it like, would... When you have somebody to do it for you, then. Then that's that's it. literally, literally. I'm looking. I'm looking for a volunteer editor at the minute. If anyone wants to take the post, um. <laughs> yeah, we have no money, but we'd love you to do that on our videos. So. <laughs> but we do have a section that, at the minute we're doing that's in, new to this kind of season that we're doing, where we have our guest. We ask them a question that's scenario based, and you've got to pick a member of the band to help you or do the scenario that I say to you. So I'll have to bell them. So you don't actually have to bell them, but like, oh, why so, would they help me? All right. Okay. Yeah. So like, so, so yeah. So, so which one you you would right, okay. choose if you're in the situation? Yeah. If you're in, I'm not like going to chuck the situation at you because it's <laughs> they're all very out there. I'm not going to like throw <laughs> just be like, right. So this is going to happen. You need to ring someone to help you. <laughs> so the first one that I've got is you have been summoned for your national service. For the MI6, we are working back in it's national service time. You've got to do something for your country. As a proud Englishman that you are, you're going to do something for them. And, you know, they ask you to help capture an extremely dangerous criminal. And they're causing massive national security problems. And you can only get one person to help you track and capture this person. Who are you choosing? <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like it'd definitely be Connor. How come? Yeah. He's got a really fast car. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. There we go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I think the other ones like you know Alfie's is pretty much falling apart. Like he only got, got it fixed like the other day, and and it was it was still making funny noises last night. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, Tom, Tom, just I don't think he just I just don't think he'd be into it. Just sounds like it. just just not his vibe. But I feel like Connor a bit like you know he, he plays cod with me, Connor, and I, I feel like he'd, he'd he'd definitely be out fronting someone down. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Right, okay. Get get into the second one. You've got to really use your imagination for this one. It's a little bit, it's a little bit edgy. Okay. So it's the middle of summer. You're doing a you're doing a tour in Australia. There has been a massive festival. You've yep. been caught in a wildfire though. Oh. It's only you and the band. You're caught in a wildfire. All that has been left is a news reporter's helicopter that they've abandoned because the fire has been too much. Yeah. Who are you getting to fly the helicopter? I, I, I. Um, I suppose I'm going to have to go. Because, right, I went for Syria last time because Syria and Alfie don't want to drive and I feel like they'll just have... I know it's nothing like driving a car. But, <laughs> yeah, but... but but I feel like they'll just have a little bit more knowledge of like you know doing it. So I, I'd I'd go for I'd I'd go for Connor again. Yeah, nice. go for Connor again. I was about to say I'll go for Alfie, but then I remember the scratch on his car as well. Put <laughs> <laughs> it a few trees, could drive straight into the fire. Who knows? But I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go for Connor again. <laughs> Connor again. Well, Connor sounds like a good person to have. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, any kind of like military or last ditch operation, you know, just get on Connor Wilkinson, everybody. <laughs> if, if this is a Connor hat trick that'll be a first for this series that someone's oh, got ask me something that isn't like that then please <laughs> okay so it's not but it, it, it could be linked oh, so, no, it's a Connor it, hat right so you, you, you said already just like in my <laughs> going, 
<laughs> so it's late at night. You've had a night down the boozer. Oh, shit. Camera's turned off. That's not ideal. Oh, right. fantastic. You know when I asked you if I had batching before you started recording? It's no, as in it just finished recording. You only get 20 minutes as time. Uh, yeah, all right. So you're, it's late, late at night. You're walking down home from the pub. You're on your way home. Have you ever seen the, have you ever seen the film Attack the Block? Oh, when I was a lot younger. I, okay. So you know the animal that's in it? Yeah. It's a big bear alien thing for anyone that hasn't watched it. That has jumped off of a off of a building and attacked you. It's bit in your leg and it's and it's scarpered because it heard some noise. You've you know, you're you're bleeding out. You're bleeding out. You're in a very, very poor position. You've got to ring. You can only ring one person and it has to be from the band. Who are you ringing? And it's if it's Connor. Connor. If it's Connor because of his fast car, then I'm going to be <laughs> disappointed. You know what? I'm going to go for Alfie. Oh, Alfie? Yeah, I've, oh. I've done it. Only because I was thinking who actually answers the phone a lot. Tom is never on his phone. Ne- I, well, he's either on his phone or he just ignores me. <laughs> and, um, or Connor, he's, he's sometimes, you know, like he's, he's, he's with his girlfriend, so he's actually doing like a, you know, <laughs> this he's going a weird way. But Alf seems to be quite connected, so um, I, I'd go for Alf because I think he'll he would be the only one to answer, maybe. Mm. Oh, I like that because you need an answer, don't we? Really, you yeah. do really, mate. When if you leave the floor, you're gonna need if it goes straight to voicemail, it's gonna be like you yeah. fucking not, 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 not ideal anyway. Not ideal. <laughs> well, there you go. That is like there, that. there are three scenario questions that I've got for you. I'm oh, glad that yeah. it wasn't a hat trick. Yeah, we're not yet. Yeah, I, I couldn't have done it to myself. Even if I thought it was him, I I, I couldn't have done it. <laughs> Deep down, it was Connor again, wasn't it? No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That section works. Good fun, though. It is. I, I like that section. I think it's fun. I like, I like that section. Mm. It's cool. It's cool. It gets it gets us to kind of like know the band that ain't actually here. So as well, it kind of gives a little bit of insight to what uh, what they're all like and. Whether whether they're good at driving or not, or what <laughs> the car is, and <laughs> oh, cool. I've got one one more thing I wanted to touch on before we sort of move towards closing it, um, and that is generally just Manchester and what the scene's like because uh, it's quite nice to be able to sort of branch out and speak to to more bands from different places, and I think we sort of see Manchester as one of the hubs of like up and coming bands, so. What has Manchester been like to gig in, to sort of grow as a band in, and just sort of what experience has been like? Um, to, I mean, to grow up in like in Manchester is like a thing on its own. Like a lot of people are jealous of you, yeah, not not just like people like in other countries that like are jealous of like a lifestyle. Like everybody kind of knew Manchester, like you know, was solid hub for music anyway. But mm. I feel like it fell it fell off a little bit, and now there's been like kind of a um. When I say fell off, like not, not fell off, like you know, bands like Cortinas and stuff are coming yeah. through. We're, we're coming through in that time, but you know, at one point they was like band, 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 band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, it wasn't literally nothing at all. There was people, but um, yeah. Um, but just the, just the, I think the sheer amount of venues did it for me at the start. It was like yeah, when we was first doing our like our first gigs, like delved into Manchester. It was like it was like you know just rising in capacity, and it was like it's like five around the corner from each other you know that are like 75 to 100 under cap mm. and there's like so many it's just like it's just it, it's just all a bit like surreal like there's so many 
if I speak to people that are outside of Manchester, they'll be like, oh yeah, we have like these two solid venues for small bands and then we have like the big one for where the big bands mm. play. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And we just have like so many. Like yeah. there's so many different places right. that people can play and opportunities for people all all over all over the city. And I think that's the beauty about it. I think it obviously there's a lot of influence from there. There's so there's so many bands. I mean, bands are, aren't always uh, nice to each other, mm. but um, what we found out anyway. Um, but it's obviously being in a band as as well as these like being the mates is you want best watch yourself. And there's always a bit of rivalry there. I'm sure they don't mean it. But you know, there's always that. You know, sometimes you don't even mean it. You're just like, you know, oh, you know, this, that, this, that. Yeah. And but um, yeah, we found we found out like that. You know, that sometimes people can be very supportive of what you're doing. Like people like each other, but there's also kind kind of a lot of rivalry, which I suppose keeps it fresh, man. Nathan, we're gonna have to push you on that because me and Elliot give each other a look. What's what what what's the crack with that? Yeah, hang on, hang on, Val. We can't just touch on it nicely. Oh, there's a few bands that aren't quite as supportive as others. Go on, let's have them out. No, we've just had like um, there's um, I don't even know if I'm if I'm really allowed, but um, course you are. We got why not? We got a you know the mank. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Got a feature off him, really good feature. Yeah. And um, uh, we was like buzzing, and there was this band like in the comments, like not a band, but a, a guy we know from, or two guys that we know from a band near near us that we've always knew we shared a rehearsal room when we first started, and they they knew how to play their instruments and stuff like. Mm. They always were, but uh, <laughs> they always did. But then um, we just kind of left and we went separate ways, and you know it was always like a spat for fails with kind of thing. But right. And we sort of um, yeah, just did did our own thing, and then. That one of the guys that was in it commented underneath saying saying something like um uh would you have a problem with this and then tag the guy out of the banding and he just put yeah they're absolutely shit then <laughs> and, and this is like on the bottom of the man because I just felt like for yourself like why would you do that? Why you and then another that? guy from the, from the, from the same band commenting again saying don't worry lads you'll bring some up good out soon. Mate, it's just, and I was just a bit like, what the fuck? Like, what is the point? Jealousy, but, though, isn't it? That's all it is. Gotcha. You never know. I, I, I won't out them, but they'll know who it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, that's sick. What's um, what's the dream Manchester venue? That's one more question I've got. Obviously, apart from maybe. I'm gonna set like maybe kind of kind of realistic maybe to me like, kind of not realistic to you, but I'd say like the 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 Ritz for me, a headline at the Ritz yes. for Friday night. There's nothing better than it. I hate Albert Hall. Like I've hurt myself so many times at a gig at, in Albert Hall. <laughs> really? Like, I remember I, I seen some Karma there when I was like 16. I played a Dot to Dot festival, and um, you know like the crowd just kind of keeps pushing forward and moving. Yeah, on. yeah. I did that, and either always overfill it or underfill it. Yeah. And I just like, you know, like normally you just like, when you move back, you just kind of lean on someone because someone's yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just went flying, just crapped me coxic off the floor. Oh. I, I, I was stood there, I was like, oh, but then I had to get up because people just got to trample on me. Stop there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been like shot in the leg or something. I'm like, help me. <laughs> I know I'd sit at the side, but um, the Ritz, it's just always been like, Min, I've seen, I've seen a lot of bands there. Like, what stands out to me though is that um, Liam Gallagher comeback gig. Yeah. We were the, talking about this before. Uh, I got I got tickets to that one and it was uh, it was it, unreal. Insane. Something special, wasn't it? 
Yeah, if if it's anything bigger than the Rips, it'd be a Castfield Bowl, and obviously then the yeah, Castfield Bowl is sick in the summer. It's a some yeah. venue, that venue. Unreal. Yeah. Class. I like that. Cool. Well, that, that's, that was my Manchester questions done, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> no, is there anywhere down south you want to play? Um, as in places or venues? <laughs> Either. Oh, we we play anywhere, us, man. We, we we would we play anywhere. Um, we we have a headline planned in London when we can finally announce. Nice, it. sick. And that's a um, three hundred cap venue, and we've already played there. Supporting a band, so big uh, bands out. can work that out. If you can work it out, I'm gonna find out where we're playing. Um, yeah, I think it's free in the cap, or maybe like 250 or something, about just small and deaf institute. I think sick, nice. And yeah, I'd play anyway. We had um, we had a gig that we had to cancel that was in Portsmouth, mm, wow. I'd uh, like you know, Southampton stuff, but we played. We sported a band called Proud Mary, if you heard of them. Yeah. Like the O2, O2 Academy Islington in London. That was nice. Like out on the night and that was crazy. Like that, was, that was a great gig, but yeah. And the, that that's a great venue as well. A band I really love. I had like a little poster in the in our dressing room of just one band and it had to be like that band. It yeah. on, the on the wall and I was like, oh. They're like, my, they're like my, my, probably, probably my, my favourite band of like, you know, this time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like just older than me. They're all like, we're like 22 or something, but I, I just love them, man. And I get angry when people say they sound like Led Zeppelin because they do, but I don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no issues. <laughs> Who is the band? <laughs> Who is it? Oh, Greta Van Fleet. Oh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. And so, and it was, right. up there. so it, that, that holds like a kind of special place in my heart, just knowing that that's backstage there. So maybe one day there, but we, you know, we, we play anywhere, man. We would. Northampton well, coming. Yeah, I was say, we'll the Black Prince in Northampton, <laughs> which is yeah. There's got a few venues in Northampton we'll have to swing you through for. We'll get a couple of we'll get a couple of lineups made and we'll get you in. Yeah, go for it, man. We'll come and do it, and this is all over. Yeah, so, love it. That sounds that's, brilliant. That's a verbal contract. We'll take yeah. that. And then it's filmed too, <laughs> so unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> take it, take it. It's fine. Brilliant, brilliant right well we normally end the podcast on a short little section where we kind of give you an opportunity to shout out bands that you're listening to or artists that you're listening to at the minute that are in the up and coming scene that kind of need a little bit more light towards them oh um, I've, I'm good mates with Ross and Kurt from the Out Charms they're a great band they are yeah I like the Out Charms very great um, band yeah they're, they're a great band uh, I'm trying to think of I suppose these are, these are actually probably bigger than us. Like, actually, they're way bigger than us, but they, they seem still quite unknown for what mm. they're doing. Uh, Chapaco Wrestling. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. sick. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. They're so cool. Yeah, I did their, their football song I did as a track of the day, I think, not that long ago. But, they're, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're, they're class. Um, yeah, band, a band called The, the Notion from the Amy. Oh, um, they're, okay. they're a great band as well. I'm, I'm good lads. They, they, they've just brought out a new single as well so get on, get on so, that one um, yeah I, I, I probably think about 10 million more people that I should have should have yeah. uh, no no that's that's sound mate that's a good feud shout out absolutely Joe have you got one for us I have I've been listening to one today actually and I thought I'm going to speak about these and that's the Shangri-Las um, and they're an up and coming one they're from Yorkshire they're from like just outside Sheffield and they do have a real Arctic Monkeys vibe, like early Arctic Monkeys vibe, but they've got their own thing about it. It's got a bit more of an edge. They've got a few like guitar solos going on. It's a little bit heavier, but still like indie rock sort of thing. 
Um, they've got a song called Seventeen, which is really, really fucking good. And then the, the new one, Perfect Education, I did it to the track of the day, like a few weeks ago. Um, and you can tell, like a bit like what you've been talking about, like they've just they've gone from like this is a fucking sick indie rock tune, but like they've really upped the levels on it. It's got a bit mm. more production, the vocals a little bit better. I've put it's a bit like Catfish, but more interesting. That's been long gone. They've took some shit on this podcast, to be fair. Yeah, they do take are, a little bit of stick. I mean, they're, 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 I love they're, Catfish. I love them. I do love them. I think they're brilliant, but I just yeah, think they'll keep more. releasing the same album. You're, you're going to yeah, yeah. go a little bit stale, aren't you? you know what I mean, but yeah, I've put, you know, heavy chorus, big guitars and that, but they've just got that little bit more of an edge about them because they're up and coming. And yeah, they're sick. Shangri-Las. Cool. Cool. Well, I've got a nice, I've got two. Fuck I've, it. I've got two. bastard. You did two the other week. Yeah, well, you know, got to do it. Got to do it. There's plenty of bands to fucking shout out at the minute. The first one I want to shout out is only a quick one because I believe he's only got one single. That Jace Campbell. I don't know whether you've seen it all popping around on Twitter or anything. He's a young lad that's releasing like almost old school 90s Britpop feel music. And he released he released a single called Lost. I want to say when this comes out, it'll be about a month ago, but it was recently. And um, he got it debuted at like 48 in the iTunes chart, which is uh, mental. He's in Jamie Webster like shared it all about and stuff didn't he which is pretty sick because he was been tweeting him and then he like actually replied and was like yeah it's sick and he was like fucking hell that's mad yeah it was crazy it was so good and that lost tune it is really good like surprising like one of the ones you know when you see people like release their first single and you go oh i'll I'll give it a listen you're like oh it's all right but i was like shit this lad's got fairly bright he's coming from a good start and my second one is a northamptonshire band because up the fucking boys (laughs) <laughs> and um, it's tragic and I was meaning to talk about that in the last couple of weeks but every time I've panicked at the last minute and forgot who I was going to talk about so pick one randomly so I'm going to shout them out because they've just released their new single that Dishonored Gentleman and they're a punk band from Northampton which just fucking released Belters and this most recent one has kind of like shown that they're actually about it Mm. The last few, I was a little bit like, this is a bit tame. I can see they need a little bit of work, but this most recent one fucking shows their levels. Up the levels. Yeah, for sure. That's That's it. Yeah. Sick. So sick. Absolutely. With the one on our label, there's a a band called Wank. Wank. (laughs) Yes. That's a great band name as well. That is is a class band name. That is a great band name. Yeah. Well, for for future reference, if anyone's naming bands, something along them lines will be something along the lines of wank <laughs> <laughs> and tragic. <laughs> yeah. Tragic wank, that's a great band name. Yeah. Tragic, tragic wank, wank is a great one. <laughs> We've all had a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan for after this. <laughs> oh, we had to end it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, any brand deals that we were gonna have. We're not going to have any more. <laughs> See you, Spotify. Good job, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Right. Well, I think that is, I do think that looks like time. So we're going to wrap it up now. Thank you all for listening. If you've got this far through the podcast, make sure you are liking and subscribing, getting all that shit done. If you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review and subscribe to us on there. And Callow Youth, hopefully we'll have some new stuff coming out soon. Yeah? Yeah. Very soon. Brilliant. That's what we like to hear. So we'll see you all on the other side. Peace.